the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're looking at the strength that you and I as believers have in Christ. Next, here on Times of Refreshing. Strength. Where does it come from? Whose is it, really? And how do we appropriate this strength? That's the subject of our time today, here on Times of Refreshing, with Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. We would invite you to join us today as we examine the strength of the saints, and just exactly who it is that provides us with this strength. Is it a strength that's inherent within you and I, or is it from someone else outside of ourselves? That's what we're focusing on today. Please join us with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. Once again, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. I want to talk to you guys about the strength of the saints. You know, one of the things that I recognize when I read this Bible, I look at the book of Acts, I look at the book, the, the, the Gospels, you look at individuals' lives like Apostle Paul, um, John, you look at uh, in, individuals like... Um, Silas, you know, the things that they went through from a scriptural standpoint just really amazes me. And one of the things that when you search the scripture, you find out it was because God had forged a strength within them internally, internally, that caused them, it caused them to be overcomers in life. It caused them to be resilient, valiant, courageous. And not only just from a New Testament standpoint, when you look at individuals like Moses and David, and you look at individuals like Abraham, these were strong individuals. There was something about God's super getting upon their natural that caused them to be, to, to, to really, like I said, to be very resilient people. And uh, one of the things that I'm kind of baffled by as I search the scripture is, is nowadays how weak and anemic and lethargic, in some cases, Christians can be. And understand that God right now is preparing us for the end of the age, which is going to be a tough time. And some of the things that we're experiencing right now in America, I mean, we've had it relatively easy. But in other countries, there are things that they, I mean, just being a Christian in, in, in China or being a Christian, we went into... We snuck into Vietnam and to see 400 pastors who basically were afraid for their lives as they participated in this pastor's conference and we preached to them and prophesied and ministered to them. And then at the end of the sessions to hear them say, pray for us because they're trying to arrest us and throw us in the prison and they're beating us when we get into prison. And, and you hear these things from these individuals and and. It just shows you that these individuals, whether we realize it or not, are very, very strong and valiant people. How strong are we really? And what has God really forged on the inside of us? 
Go in your Bible to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 14 on down to 19. And we're going to talk about this. The strength of the saints. It says in verse 14. Apostle Paul addressing the church at Ephesus. He says, for this reason. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. He says, for this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you. According to his riches of glory, uh, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened. Somebody say strengthened. To be strengthened with might, with might, through or by his spirit, where? In the inner man. In the inner man. He says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Who want to be filled in this room with all the fullness of God? Amen. Well, this is what Apostle Paul was praying, and this was his desire for them, that God would strengthen them with might. But he says a specific place. He says, in your inner man, in the inside of you, that you would become a thousand times stronger on the inside than you are on the outside. God wants to make you strong and valiant and courageous for the kingdom of God. He wants to make you a warrior. He wants all of us to be able to bear up under pressure, the stress of life, the things that come our way, things that come into our life, things that leave our lives, that something in you is strong. And God forges this. He says it. He says He does it through the power. He does it with might, but through his spirit. The Holy Spirit is in your life to make you strong. To strengthen you. A lot of times we just think the Holy Spirit is in my life to comfort me. He is in my life to comfort me, but he's also in my life to strengthen me. Amen. And we have to embrace this about what God is doing in our lives. That Lord, I I want you to make me strong. It should be part of our prayer life. This is what Apostle Paul is desiring for them. That God, he would grant you according to his riches. Do you know that this is one of his riches? Is to grant you strength with might through his spirit. It's what he's passing out. He wants to make you a strong and valiant person in life. And I think right now, especially in this day and age, we're not just from a church standpoint, but just from a life standpoint. People have issues and problems and things and family members and this person pulling them and that person pulling them and, you know, the kids. And then, oh, does anybody know what I'm talking about in this room? It's called life and it's not always easy. And then you get the job and then they land off on the job and then you get another job and then they then emote you and then you, all kinds of stuff going on. But in the midst of it, God wants to make you strong. So you don't go back to sugar Tonys. You don't go back to weed. I was talking to a kid the other day. He was an athlete for college. And he's an athlete in the college. I sent down to him and I said, hey, uh, so what's going on? I started talking to the kid, hearing his story. I hate school. Man, I hate my coaches. I hate everybody. I hate it all. I hate it all. And, 
And I said, oh, really, you do, huh? So I'm just listening to him. I was listening to him. And, and he said, man, the coaches, man, they mad at me. I said, why? And he said, because, man, you know, I, I smoked a little marijuana, man. But I need it to calm my nerves. I said, son. I said, son, you got a plan? He said, yeah, I got a plan. And I said, what's your plan? He said, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do all this stuff. And then I stopped and I said, well, how in the world are you going to get your plan accomplished if you don't do what you're supposed to do? Because the coaches, when they come in here and start asking about you, the coaches going, they going to tell them, okay, this is what he's doing. I know he got a plan, but this was what his plan <laughs> has been. The reason why I say that is because people in their mind, they think that they've got to have some type of substance or a it or a thing to get them through life when all they really need is who? Jesus, Jesus comes in and what does he do? He strengthens you. It is, a, it is part of your covenant right as a Christian to be strengthened on the inside of you. Strengthened in your mind and in your emotions in your feelings, in your desires, to be strengthened with might according to his spirit on, on, on the inner man or in the inner man in our lives. Go to Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 on down to 7. I want to show you this here. That God is working on you and in you. He's doing something inside of you. Philippians chapter 1. It's not something outside of you. It's what God is doing in you. He's providing the strength. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3, on down to 7. I talked about this in the first service. It says here in verse 3, he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident. Somebody say confident. He says, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you, in you, will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. So here, Apostle Paul is looking at the saints and he's saying, God has begun something and it's not just something outside of you. It's something in you. God has begun a good work in you. And there was a confidence that if God had begun a good work in you, which we know involves strengthening you, that he would complete this work in your life. But are we confident of this very thing? That this, any bit of strength, any bit of power that I need to accomplish a task that God has given me based on the fact that he's doing something in me, he will complete it in my life. Every bit of strength that you have, God supplies the need. Amen? And this work that he's doing in you is forging something in your inner man that causes you to be strong in him and in the power of his might. And I think as saints of God, we got to step back. And instead of always looking to a thing and an it, we got to start looking to Jesus. Amen. And, it's, and it sounds so simple what I'm saying. But saints, why is it so hard? The moment that we get into a predicament or things of that nature... It, it seems as though we don't tap into the supply, which is an everlasting supply for us. God has completed the work, and there has to be a confidence associated with God finishing the work in my life. 
God's not going to let me fall off the cliff and die and just without finishing my purpose. Amen. He's doing something in me to strengthen me and he will complete the work in me. This has to be a lifestyle. It has to be a culture. When we see people that are stuck in a rut, we have to have the confidence that God has in his abilities to to see a person through their situation and circumstance. No matter what it is. Because God wants to strengthen somebody. We're going to talk about some keys here. But to strengthen a person on the inside. Why? Because he's, he's begun a good work. And he wants to complete it in their lives. I want you to go to Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. And we're just going to build on this here. Verse 9, 9 on down to 12. Now watch this. True Christians have a strength. It says, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with, with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And then he says here in verse 11. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. For the first thing he says here is patience. And long-suffering with joy. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He says in verse 11, strengthen with all might. God strengthens you with a might or a power that the world cannot give you, saints. It's not something that proceeds. Uh, I want to just say it like this. It's something that proceeds solely and only from the throne of God. There is something that you have inherited by way of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection that makes you strong on the inside, and it is a might that God gives you. But not only is it a might, but look what he says here. He says, being strengthened in verse 11, with all might according to his glorious power. I've got the right, I've got the might, I've got the power to do everything that God wants me to do. And it's not something that's out there, saints, it's something that's right here. It's in you. It's in you. The Holy Spirit brings this to you so that you become strong, valiant. There's a strength associated with with Christianity that sometimes we don't talk about. We don't relay. We talk about our weakness, but we don't talk enough about his strength in our life. His strength. He died to make you strong. Some of you didn't think you would make it even this long, but you're still here. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them, you better ask somebody. So, somebody you've been through, some of you have been through all kinds of stuff, and you didn't think you was going to make it. But look at God. Can I have an amen? Some of you, the devil said, I got you, but, the, but God said, no, you don't. They strengthen with might according to my glorious power on the inner man. Can I have an amen? This is what he does. He strengthens you with might according to his glorious power. I've got glorious power. And I'm handing out glorious power. And I'm causing you to be strengthened on the inside. No matter what challenge you're facing. We got to learn to tell the devil, I don't care what happens. I mean, you look at Stephen. You look at these individuals. They didn't buckle. 
They stay strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. They learn to walk through things instead of running away from things. They learn to leap through over walls and run through troops. Amen. They learn to run to the battle like David did instead of running away from the battle. They learn to be strong and be very courageous and to pick up their swords and fight. Amen. At some point in time, we go from just feeding on the manna and God says, now you got to go out and kill your own stuff. Amen. We go from God just fighting all the battles where we learn to, to get in, go in and take the land. Amen. We learn to go forth and allow God to do things. And I think for all of us as saints, we've got to learn that, yes, there is a place for understanding your weakness, but we need to start teaching people about the strength that God wants to give them. We talk about weakness and we think that's just humility. Well, it's just humility. It's just, but you know, that can be false humility. Which is a form of pride. When God is saying, in some cases, get up. Rise up. Get up. I give you strength for anything you need to do. I'm supplying the strength. You know, and I think sometimes even as Christians, um, whether we realize it or not. I'm not just going to say it to you guys. We kind of like our pity parties. Because they give us attention. I share this story with you guys all the time. Isn't it amazing that Elijah, he runs from Elisha. I mean, he runs from Jezebel. And he runs into the cave. I'm going out of here. He runs. He gets to the cave. And God comes down to the cave. And he says, so uh, what, what, what you doing here? I mean, that's what he did. I mean, it's right there in the Bible. God stops and he says, what you, what you doing here? He said, well, I was, I was fighting for you, and, and she threatened me, and, and I'm the only one left, and, and so I'm here, and, and he says, you know, kill me, or whatever he says. And it always amazes me that when he said that to God, God never even responded to anything he said. He said, I want you to rise up, and I want you to go down to this river, I want you to anoint this guy right here, and then I want you to anoint that guy right there, and I want you to do that, and that's what I want you to do. He never even, he never even said, are you okay, sugar poo, or are you, we're going to get you out of this. I mean, he didn't. I mean, it's in this Bible. I, I go in your Bible and look up the story of Elijah in the cave and read it and see how God responded to him. It amazes me how God, he doesn't think like we think. And, and, and the thing that amazes me is that there's a strength that God knows he supplies us supplies us that causes him to look beyond us and our condition sometimes and speak to what he's got in us to speak to what he's got in you but this is how god he thinks he strengthens us and he causes us to be strong not that we don't have issues not that we don't have problems not that we don't have challenges but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world can I have an amen? But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. There's a strength that God supplies me as a man of God. There's a strength that God supplies you as a woman of God. And that strength, he'll speak to that strength. And he won't allow us in some cases to manipulate him with our, with our issues. He says here in verse 9. He says in verse 11, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power. He says, number one, for all patience. 
The strength that he supplies you causes you to be patient through things when other people refuse to be patient through things. It's strength for patience so that patience becomes your lifestyle. No, no matter what's going on in your life, you don't allow circumstances, situations, or anything to press you out of your purpose. You remain steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You're, why? Because God, through his strength, has taught me the value of being patient. Abraham learned how to be patient. Moses learned how to wait on the Lord. David learned how to be patient. But it takes strength and courage to be patient in life. When you have people pulling on you and society saying you're a fool and, and people are doing things, it takes courage to say, no, I'm going to wait on the Lord. We're going to wait for the Lord. We're going to be patient with the Lord. It, take, it takes more courage and strength to wait and be patient than just to fly off based on emotion, based on fear, based on Elijah in that moment. He magnified Jezebel more than he magnified God and it put him on the run. But what happens? We learn that we're strengthened for all patience. And then he says, and long-suffering. He says long-suffering. So I'm strengthened for also long-suffering. That, long, that I would learn to suffer long with people. To suffer, to bear with people. The word suffer long means, it, it actually means that you put up with people longer than other people would normally put up with people. How many know we need? We need. Some of y'all looking around saying, I need some of that strength. I need some strength. <laughs> I need some strength. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that, and some long-suffering. Long, God strengthens you so that you would be long-suffering. Long-suffering with your wife. Somebody said amen. Who is that? Is that a Long-suffering with your husband. Amen? When he doesn't clean up the house and he doesn't put... <laughs> It's called strength. God gives you strength, Minister Tammy, for, for you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Patient and long-suffering. Can I have an amen? You're long-suffering with your children. You're long-suffering on your job with your coworkers. Oh, I didn't get any amens on that. You're, you're, you're long-suffering. Why? Because God has strengthened me. He strengthened me with might according to his glorious power that I might be patient in life and I might be long-suffering in life. That I would suffer long and bear with people even when I don't feel like bearing with them. I'm not saying it's easy, but God supplies the strength for you to do that. It's not something that we can do in and of ourselves. It's something that God supplies us. Isn't it amazing how long-suffering God is with us? Aren't you grateful that he's long-suffering with you? Can I have an amen? He puts up with you. And then we have the nerve. Kill him, Lord. We start praying David's prayers. Bust their teeth out and mortify them. And, and saints, what happens is we have to learn that this is what part of what the strength that God gives us and what he gives us strength for. Christians should be strong in this regard when it comes to patience. When it comes to long-suffering, it's internal. It's what God has forged within you. Amen? And I think for all of us, from a mental standpoint, we got to allow God, and this is part of the inner man, God, we have to allow God to strengthen our minds. So we learn how to cast out 
imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We learn that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for pulling down strongholds. We learn that God wants us to be renewed by the, and transformed by the renewing of our minds. We learn that, that, see, God uses, he used these individuals to come back, back, back through and strengthen them. To strengthen them in their emotions. This is their soul. Whether we realize it or not, sometimes we can feel or think that we are hearing from God and it's really just our emotions. I'm, I'm telling y'all. Been prophesying for years, been around this stuff for years and, and hearing the voice of God can be very, very complicated if you don't get your emotions in check. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. 